This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Remember who uh, killed Superman in the comics? I I do. It was also a hashtag over the weekend. It was. In a, in a good yes. football game, yeah. How did he kill Superman? What did he do? Did he make the suit made of kryptonite? Is that what he did? No, he just think he like beat the hell out of Superman. And then Superman, I think, like stopped him. But like Doomsday is the that spoiler alert. Doomsday killed Superman, and then Superman, of of course, came back to life because DC's yeah. not going to leave all that money on the table. Right? Uh, they're, they're like, actually, he's just dead. Series is over, everybody. <laughs> like, like all this money's gone. I think. Uh, no, I think Doomsday just like beat the hell out of him. I think that was that was it. That seems like it'd be tough to do. Isn't that like the whole thing? Is you can't do that. How, where's Doomsday from? Is he from like another planet or something? Krypton, maybe. They're from the same planet? I doubt he's from Krypton. I have to tell you, I don't really like DC. I just know because it was like a pop culture yeah. thing when like Ken and I were both like 12, like that happened. It was like a big deal. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Mike Brown, look up uh, look up a couple like doomsday facts and we'll uh, maybe we'll get to it a little bit later. Yeah, it's a great idea. Also, by the way, not to spoil this, but I asked Alex earlier today, our executive producer, Alex Vasano, to look up a list of shows that have followed The Simpsons in prime time on NFL Sundays over the course of the last like 25 years for us to do at some point like today or like at some point <laughs> soon off our conversation yesterday, which I think will be yeah. invariably be really funny because we'll probably remember a couple of the titles of the shows, Absolutely. which will be, which will be really funny. Anyway, uh, this conversation spawning, of course, from Doomsday, which is what Micah Parsons tweeted after the Cowboys brought Doomsday upon the New York football giants on Sunday night, winning that game 40 to nothing, both evoking the Doomsday defense of the 60s and 70s for Dallas and also like, hey, well, what was the end of times for, for Big Blue? Just absolute, absolute annihilation. As we get back to P-squared, B-squared, NFL awards here on You Better, You Bet. And uh, it should, should surprise no one then that the um, the captain of Doomsday, Becca Parsons, is the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year at 4-1. to one. Also, like, I'm going to read the top four names on the board, and it's like, well, what year is this? Is it 2021? Is it 22? It's, it's always the same guys. Yes, 202 it's blank. Always, it's, yeah. always, it's always the same guys. It tells you something, right? Parsons is the favorite at four. Miles Garrett at six. TJ Watt at plus 750. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Nick Bosa at 12 to one is the fourth choice. And then we get to Sauce Gardner is 20 to one. Aaron Donald's 20 to one. We can kind of go from there. Aiden Hutchinson is 22 to one, who was like a monster in week one, obviously against the Chiefs. And uh, probably going to get a couple backup tackles this week um, against the Seattle Seahawks. Talk about that game coming up as we move along. Uh, Ken, thoughts here on how to bet defensive player of the year through week one? This award to me is always the chalkiest. It's always the one where 
you know, you're going to get to this list of three or four guys really fast, most of them probably edge rushers, and then however they play over the course of the season just determines which one of them wins. And there are so few players that I always feel I can crack into that list and and break in and be a part of the conversation. It's it's basically just like, all right, who are your all-pro edge rushers from the last couple of years? And are there any other all-pro level defensive players at other positions who could have great seasons? And the problem with with that being the case, the problem with defensive player of the year being that kind of an award is that's also really easy for the market to price. Because who do you think the market's going to elevate to be the favorites even before the year starts? All pro first team all pro edge rushers, all pro defensive players at other positions like Sauce and Aaron Donald. So it just it makes it so unlikely that it's wrong. And it's it's really unlikely to be wrong until we get to like the middle or late part of the year. And just of that very small group of players, maybe the order is a little off or a price is a little off. But in terms of like who's in the group, yeah, all these guys should be in the group. Yeah, Parsons should be in the group. Yeah, Miles Garrett should be in the group. Yeah, TJ Watt should be in the group. Bosa, I mean, got the Rams one. I guess Aaron Donald has to still be in the group. Uh, the two members of the Jets defense who probably had the best, you know, non-Cowboys defensive performance uh, over the weekend. And so you kind of look and you just go like, I don't I don't know how I can find issue with this. Do I agree that, so initial question in all more markets, is there a vulnerable favorite? What does that argument look like this week? <laughs> like, God, they won 40 to nothing and the guy tweeted doomsday. Seems like a pretty good favorite. And they're going to win a lot of games. And that's the other part of this award. Are you going to have as much team success? I bet one player to win this award before the year, it was Quinn and Williams. And that award, even though his price has stayed the same. So you'd be like, oh, he didn't make a bad bet. Like the price at least stayed the same. Uh, it took a hit because I think the Jets are now much less likely to win a lot of games this regular season because Zach Wilson's now their quarterback instead of Aaron Rodgers. I think that hurts both his candidacy and Sauce's candidacy. I would never bet either of them to win the award anymore if Zach Wilson's going to be the starting quarterback. If he had been the starting quarterback before the year, I would never have bet Quinn and Williams to win the defensive player of the award because I didn't think the Jets could win a lot of games probably and I don't mean like nine I mean like they have to win like 14 games or something like that and that's just not something that's very likely uh in this market so uh, I, th I don't think Nick we have a vulnerable favorite I think there are a couple players at prices that are just at least interesting discussions or can anyone break into that first group that's not in it already um but short of that I don't think this is a market really worth attacking right now. I, I don't know what like your angle is to try to beat Micah Parsons off that game. And when he's facing the Jets offensive line at home next week, likely to improve on his stats. Uh, give me uh, one name then that you're at least targeting right now that you think, hey, this is someone that I'm monitoring the performance of the next couple of weeks who might not be like in the top of the list right now, but you think could maybe like get at least reasonably co close at some point soon. Well, you you referenced him. It's like the last name you referenced. Like Hutchinson's the guy that you think can break into the list. Now, it's worth noting MGM has a really short price on him. He's thirty consensus most places, so he's been bet at MGM more than at other places probably, and those odds have probably been redistributed to other players that are maybe a little higher at MGM. But the problem with Hutchinson too is, and I, I actually didn't even look this up, but I, I remember this being true. What do you have like seven hurries of Mahomes, but he never sacked him, right, or something like that? And it's just when we get to the end of the I'd year. He might, you know what, he might have had a, I guess, uh, how about this? He didn't have the number of sacks that you would think based on how many times he was pressuring Mahomes. I guess would be the right way to think about it. And like, when we get to the end of the year, it would have been nice for him to have two or three there. <laughs> like, that would have been pretty good. Like, you want him to add up, right? If he's going to be this, like, for him to win, the stats have to be so gaudy for him to overcome these other, like, almost like legendary players that are starting to emerge at this, at this position group. So I think he's interesting, but like, do I think that he has the chance in the next two to three weeks to overcome Parsons, Garrett, Watt, Bosa, like this group probably just moves right behind them, maybe ahead of the two Jets, because the Jets defense, like, 
I don't, just don't think the Jets are going to win enough games. Maybe it was ahead of Aaron Donald because the Rams are an eight-point underdog on Sunday. They start losing. So, okay, there's, like, room for Hutchinson to be fifth, but, like, short of the Steelers or Browns starting 0-4 or 0-5 and those candidates being removed, there's just not a lot of movement possible here. So Hutchinson's interesting, but the, the path ahead is littered with all pro-level awesome players who have already done awesome things. I just I don't see a lot going on here. I, I think we have to now get at this point, like, the the soundbite a sound drop of like the of Dana Carvey doing McLaughlin him going wrong wrong (laughs) issue number one Michael Parsons vulnerable favorite (laughs) wrong yes or no Eleanor Cliff (laughs) well I think that maybe TJ went wrong I don't know why, but it's always like the na- like throwing it to the names of the people. Always like going yes. cracks Pat Buchanan, <laughs> Pat Buchanan, Eleanor Cliff, Morton Kondracki, Jack Jamond. So, the idea of like Eleanor Cliff breaking down offensive player of the year, <laughs> right? That's like, well, when I look at target share, wrong. It's Tyreek <laughs> like, Hill. Yeah, like I'm like I'm a Ross and Brown thirty to one. Jack Jermaine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Right, you better like again, like like no. There like, some of the references we make. I feel like maybe half the audience understands. That's yeah. probably like a ten percenter. And honestly, like go find, go search on YouTube SNL McLaughlin Group, yeah. and you will laugh your ass off. I promise. Uh, you better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a Thursday. P squared, B squared, NFL awards. We'll get to our bets for the Vikings and the Eagles coming up. Power hour, final hour of the show. Um. Let's do dealer's choice here, Ken. I've got all the markets written down. We can go anywhere. We could do coach of the year, comeback player, offensive rookie, defensive rookie. Where would you like to go? And I'll give you the markets and we can talk about it. Why don't we do, uh, we did defensive player. Why don't we just do defensive rookie? I think we'll be able to do it by the end of this segment. That's why I bring it up. Other things might require a full segment, uh, but we can at least do defensive rookie. And this is one where I'll probably just want help from you of like what you saw. And if you think there are like a, there's a special player kind of lurking out there that's not in the top group. All right, so we will start here with the favorite, who is uh, Jalen Carter of the Philadelphia Eagles. Carter was awesome, obviously, in the opener against the New England Patriots. Will Anderson had a sack for the Houston Texans, the third overall pick in the draft. Will Anderson second at 4-1. to one. How about Christian Gonzalez of the Patriots, now the third favorite in this market at 9-1. to one. Detroit Lions linebacker Jack Campbell, who had one of the splashy plays in the game, like that pass breakup leading to eventually the Kadarius Tony uh, tip into the hands of Brian Branch, another Lions rookie. Uh, Branch is 16-1. to one. Campbell is at 12. Lucas Van Ness of the Packers, who like showed ridiculous speed tackling Justin Fields in the open field. And I think you and I looked at each other in the book like, oh my God, on Sunday when that happened. Tyree Wilson of the Raiders, uh, 16 to 1. Um, then we have a bunch of guys at 20. Nolan Smith, Emmanuel Forbes. Devin Witherspoon hasn't played a game yet. He's a 25 to 1 for the Seattle Seahawks. Ken, we could probably cut the list off there. Uh, and your thoughts, please, on Defensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, I, I look at this, and, and I think there are interesting players after the favorites, right? Christian Gonzalez had some pretty good stats uh, for the Patriots, made a lot of plays. And Jack Jones, one of their corners, uh, was hurt last week. I don't know if he's hurt this week, too, but opportunity available, I guess would be a good way to think about it for, for Christian Gonzalez. So, like, okay, that's interesting. And I, I think you did a great job referencing some of the individual plays that some of these guys have, have made. But, but again, like, just to go back to, like, the root issue or, like, handicapping philosophy here jalen carter is the favorite and he was awesome and will anderson is kind of the co-favorite and he was also awesome and so if you're like trying to talk yourself into all these long shots right now i guess my question would just be why like spend your time on something where you look at the market and the favorite appears to be a little more vulnerable for example mvp like has no favorite right now so maybe you could get a little more wiggle room there with like the seven or eight quarterbacks that have a chance we're going to do some markets coming up coach of the year, comeback player of the year, 
maybe offensive rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year over, where these three markets are to a certain extent vulnerable. They have a favorite that I think is really unlikely to win. Two of the three really, really unlikely to win. That depends on how you feel about Bijan, whether you think he's vulnerable as a favorite in that one. But like, I think we got this one right. These are two edges. They both were phenomenal in week one. They both came into the league with tremendous upside pedigree. Jalen Carter was going to be the number one pick in the draft and then did not great things. And Will Anderson was the first defensive player taken. So like, all right, I, I think I just agree with that. Like what's wrong with agreeing with that and letting all the other players kind of sort themselves out, see if there's really going to be a worthy challenger to these two players. I think it's okay to think that. Yep, I agree completely. Um, I will just say this about Jack Campbell, who's a player, again, that I talked about before the start of the season. Sure. Campbell is still not, like, truly play. I think the thought is, is that Campbell, and obviously they drafted him this way, to be eventually, like, three-down linebacker. Like, the stats actually aren't great from week number one against the Chiefs, but he did have that splashy play that, like, Collinsworth pointed out. Uh, his teammate, and I'm not suggesting that Brian Branch is a great bet, just that, like, the defensive rookie of the week was Brian Branch, who had, like, the splash play in that game, the interception sure. return in the third quarter off the Kadarius Tony tip, and he got a ton of kind of hype in the uh, in preseason and in training camp. I think a lot of a lot of people really liked uh, Mr. Branch. But listen, it's Carter and it's Anderson, and I kind of agree with what you said at this point. I can't really. Do you do you like one? Like you, I mean, you just you be able to answer this better than me. Like, do you like one more than the other one for any reason? I like Carter more, with the thought being that there is more support around Jalen Carter to be able to affect the quarterback. Whereas I think at some point with Houston and Chernoff alluded to this with a lot of their defensive injuries, maybe he's just so good and he's just a wrecking ball to the point that it doesn't matter and he's able to just a bunch of counting stats defensively, a bunch of sacks, et cetera, force fumbles, strip sacks, et cetera. Maybe he's able to get there. I just think like the Eagles have so much more defensive talent and Carter rushing up the middle. I would like, like, who do I like more as a player? Maybe Will Anderson. Who do I like more for this award? I actually think it's probably Jalen Carter, like a better chance to accumulate stats. And it's, it's interesting if, uh, if you're listening to this and you agree with Nick, and I think that was like a pretty good answer to that question. It's also worth noting that this is probably of all the award markets we're going to talk about. This is one of the only ones that could move as a result of the, as a result of Thursday night football, as a result of tonight's game, because Jalen Carter plays for one of the teams involved. He plays for the Eagles. He's facing a Vikings team, missing its starting center uh, in a home game where they are projected to win. So that that's pretty interesting just in terms of, all right, let's say they're both four to one consensus or three fifty consensus. Who is more likely to be the favorite next week? And you look at Will Anderson and be like, it's not like a minus matchup against the Colts. Like he could have a good game, obviously, but things seem to be pretty set up for Jalen Carter in a prime time, like exposure kind of a game to have a really good game. So maybe it's if you wanted to pick between the two and you had you really wanted to bet this market, maybe you bet Carter with the idea he'll pop in front of a national audience more than honestly in a very in like a buried Houston Indianapolis game that no one's going to watch than Anderson will. Um, maybe that's a reason to bet Carter because he could really become the favorite favorite uh, next week. But aside from like getting ahead of a price move, just like who's more likely to win, I think they're both they're both great candidates, both edges who win this a little more often. They both already started accumulating key stats uh, at their position. So I think it's just you know awards. It's it just goes to show you like even in through one week. Sometimes like the favorite's just the right guy. Like Shohei Otani was favorite to win AL MVP like right out of the gate. Like that's okay. Sometimes it's going to be right. Not every award market has to be this billion-dollar wrong guy favored opportunity, right? And that's when, when the, that's why when those things do come up, they're pretty easy to recognize. Like we're going to do some markets where look at the favorites in some of the markets we're going to talk about, and then look at this one. Be like, which one would you rather bet into and try to beat some of these favorites? Like, I mean, Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year, or Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Defensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, where should you spend your time? I think it, I think it's pretty clear based on some of the stuff we've talked about.
So, issue number one, vulnerable favorite defensive rookie of the year with Jalen Carter, Ken Barkley. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, might be Christian oh, Gonzalez. Oh, there isn't. It's just Jalen Carter. Uh, all right, so Ken talks about getting ahead of the move. Ken, let's get ahead of the next segment here. We'll do Naritov to end the next segment. What award sure. marker would you like to start next segment with? Uh, should we? I guess we should do Offensive Rookie of the Year since we did defensive already. I guess we should do that next. And, that, and the question we'll be at, well, we'll ask is, issue number one, Bijan Robinson, vulnerable favorite offensive rookie of the year. And we'll talk about it with Anthony Richardson yeah. behind him. So on the other side, our breakdown of offensive rookie of the year, who Ken Barkley is, is betting on, who he's targeting in that market, and then some narrative bets in college football for this weekend, all revolving around the word. Spot. <laughs> 